Cardi B. Welcome to the IDP Show. I'm your host, Josh Raymer, joined in the Soul Shack tonight. On my right, Adam Markham. Adam Howard, you home? Batchy. No, did you learn a new phrase tonight? Yes, sir. Tell me about it. You had, uh, before the recording tonight for this episode, you got on with our boy Evan Lucian and his new pod, Dynasty Debates. Yes, my boy Evan Brown, uh, honored to be a guest on his on his podcast with uh, Joey the Tooth, got to spread the good word about IDP. Was this, um, this was like the kind of intro to IDP yeah, for, right. yeah, yeah, for his, his feed. His pod's called uh, the Dynasty Debate, and he yeah, is typically you know dynasty-focused and centered, but... Uh, Evan is a damn good ID play, IDP player himself. In fact, uh, he's only been playing two years. Last year was his first year. But he won a damn 16-team league that uh, Let's go. all of us were in. So, yeah, uh, you're welcome, Evan. You don't got to shout that on your pod now. So, um, But, yeah, great time over there. Great conversation. Uh, again, just trying to spread the good word. But, uh, yeah, everyone, make sure you go check out Evan's pod. Uh, the Dynasty Debate. I'll, I'll be sure and link it and all that stuff on the Twitters. There you go. Love to see it. So you learned, uh, what was it? Gotcha? Or uh, about you, about you. Yeah. So it's like, what about you? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. I learned a new word from Aaron tonight as well. Squiz, big fan of this. I like this. So he said, "Want to have a quick squiz? See how you're feeling." He wanted me to look at the notes, and I was like, "A quick squiz? Is this a British thing?" He said, "No, no, it's an Aussie thing." So it means to check out or have a look at. So when he was saying, do you want to have a quick squiz? Do you want to take a quick look at this? Get your squiz. Get your squiz. I'm a big fan of squiz. <laughs> I like that a that's lot. That's a very fun yeah. That's a very fun phrase. And those sound like kind of southern. Like, gotcha, like squiz. Like, these sound kind of southern. They I'm going to have to incorporate for that, sure. That sounds like if I was just rattling off what we had for like a country boy breakfast. Right. Yes, sir. Had me squiz like, this I was morning. Like, we got cheese squiz, you know. <laughs> We got uh, got your squiz biscuit. Got your squiz biscuit and potato vouchers. And you'd be like, "Damn, I don't know what that is, but that sounds, sounds good." I'm mouse watering. Yeah, sure, so. yeah, but yeah, we're all you know, we're all kind of the same, Josh. Yes, we got a good episode tonight, Addy. You're already like um, about 90 minutes. Did y'all do about 90? Solid yeah, we did 90? about yeah, like an hour, I think. You know, nice. but yeah, That's we you soap. know we talked shop afterwards, of course, of course. Uh, you know, exchange you know, secrets of the trade, right? The brand building, right? Yeah, that's what I don't. I don't think people understand. Like they hear a 90 minute episode or whatever, they don't understand that these nights are like about four hours, pretty because much. we just get in here and just gab. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's, it's I mean, it's fun to talk. Exactly, you know? we're all same. We're all like, we're all you know, just weird little. Weird little freaks. freaks. Weird little squizzes. <laughs> we are. Weird little squizzes. Just squizzing our ass off. Just, 247. Just a squiz biscuit. I had one of those before I came out to the show check. It sounds tonight. good. Well, it was damn good. Damn good squiz biscuit. So we got a good episode tonight, Addy. We should mention next week, very special episode. So the fantasy footballers have their fantasy MVP before the season where people get to contribute who they think will be the MVP for the fantasy season. We're doing a version of that. But looking back over the season, so we don't have to make any kind of prognostication. We're just recognizing the guys who balled out for IDP this year, and we've assembled a star-studded cast of 10 IDP analysts to give us their pick 
for IDP MVP. So this is a new thing we're doing this year. We're going to do ours on the pod next week. That's right. We'll debut ours, and then we'll play everyone else's and react to their choices as well. Who are you leaning towards? You know, uh, I don't know. I couldn't even. <laughs> Let's say uh, Jamin Davis. Uh, just bring that, recycle there you that go. back. Zayvon Collins for me. There you go. Let's just recycle back our bad uh, takes from the preseason. So, yeah, I, I have someone in mind, and I'll be very curious to see if anyone else goes with this. At least I've talked to John. I know his pick. Johnny sent us his. Mm. I'll just let you all know now. Johnny went absolutely ham on this, so we've got multiple picks for Johnny's. Uh, Johnny's clip is 45 minutes. Yeah, it's it's the whole episode. You guys are just going to hear Johnny with his MVP picks. No, it's it's good. We've got a nice, diverse cast of characters who are going to be weighing in, so that'll be fun. And then... Tonight's episode, we had originally said, was going to be with Mike. Of course, we had Mike on the Big Nipples episode (laughs) from Friday. So we're going to do Mike a little bit later. So he'll be a couple weeks from tonight. Yeah, I didn't want to wear you guys out with Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Mike needed a breather after Big Nipples. That's Uh, a great episode. They went Three of the best minds in it. Truly. They went ham on that one. Yeah. That's just, and it's in our feed, man. Blessed. Hashtag blessed. They went pepperoni. Nips, that is. Sure. Oh, boy, we could talk nips all day, but let's get into it, Addy. Tonight, we are basically doing kind of an injury news and, like, trends roundup. Just, like, there's been a lot of, like, notable things that have happened. So, as Aaron titled this episode, things to make you say, well, would you look at that? (laughs) Would you look at that? Would you look at that? Of course, we got to southern it up. Okay, can we talk for a second about the, the, the kind of Twitter reaction to Brian Kelly the new uh, LSU coach. Did oh, yeah. You see, everyone was, like, making fun of his suddenly southern accent. Have you seen the, the clip that was circulating? Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. I was it. like... I had a good time with it. Okay. I mean, I guess that that's, like, real... I, I don't know. I didn't really hear, like... I think it was a lot of people who are not from the south... Yeah, I mean, piling on to this guy. Yeah, he didn't sound too southern. He, did, I mean, the family. The fam. Thing. I'm here with my fam. That did <laughs> sound... A, but, like... Come over and let let me take you to Eastern Kentucky. Oh, yeah. Let me take you to Edmondson County. Yeah, right. Yeah, they certainly did exaggerate it quite a bit. He, I was like, he wasn't. Uh, and also the the uh, the Joey Joey's video that he did that didn't help matters. You know where he did you see that? I don't think so. The guy that we had the old drop on for Andrew Luck. Oh, oh! Did Joey Molinero he a, do he did one? A great one. Yes. Okay, I need it to was watch like a this. Minute and a, it was like a minute and a half of of Saban well, and him having a conversation. Okay, see Saban welcoming oh to God, the SEC. It was amazing. Fantastic. Okay, I need to watch that because that's how I've been doing the the all right. Oh, that's yeah. yeah. You all were right. Saying, all right. It's from Saban. Saban. Yeah. Yeah. Did he did in the video? Did he have a Coca Cola? Like probably. In the frame? I think uh, he he typically does. Joey's awesome with. He's with so it. good, but that yeah. is. It was funny seeing all the Twitter reaction. People were photoshopping his face onto like Daniel Craig's character from Knives Out and like famous Southern like <laughs> gentleman kind of you know. Yeah, it wasn't that. Southern. It wasn't. I was like, I think this is a lot of people who don't live in the South. Yeah, for sure. Saying like, oh look at Brian Kelly got yeah. a, a you know Southern accent all of a sudden. Again though, that, the South does bring it out of you. It does. Right. I mean, uh, you know, you do just kind of, you just kind of become one with it. I do find my accent slipping out the more I get down into the to the country. Yes. You know, you feel it, it comes out of you. Yeah. No it's doubt. funny to listen to people who will say, oh, I'll listen to you guys on the pod, and 
I feel like your brother really has a Southern accent, but you don't as much. I'm like, well, I just get me around other Southern folks who are mm-hmm. really leaning into it, and it will come out. I oh, promise yeah. you, no doubt. Yeah. So that's just that's just how we live. Easy. That's just how we roll with. I do love the number of people that we have basically introduced and brought into their everyday lexicon. Yes, sir. We got a lot of yes, yes sir nations. Stand yeah. up. Stand the hell sure, up. Sure, sure, nation. Sure, sure, nation. Yeah, out there as well. But yes, sir, nation is coming on strong. Oh, yeah, it's. I love the potential for that. It's. Uh, yeah, big tings, as we used to say, right? Yeah, but I think we have probably convinced dozens and dozens, dozens of men to regularly now say, "Oh yeah, yes, sir." Oh yeah, wives definitely hate us. Oh, hundred percent. But uh, yeah, we, we're not going to stop anytime soon, ladies. So uh, apologies. Yeah. Take it up with, uh, I don't know, take it up with... Uh, or maybe we got women out there saying yes, sir. And, or, uh, we need to get the women numbers up. We only got like, what, like, we get 2%. the numbers. 2% or women. 2%. Nice. That's yeah. our wives. That truly, I think it's just, I think I subscribed on Allie's phone and you probably did yeah, the yeah. same for Nat. Yeah, thanks, babe. Yeah, appreciate you. <laughs> Uh, do you think they've never listened to an episode? Have they? Maybe. I don't know. Sometimes Did they not, even listen to their episode. Not to listen to the to the uh, beginning. Sometimes the banter. Yeah, that most. I think a lot of folks like just skip through. I'm like, yeah. don't don't skip the beginnings. That's that's the juicy part. That's okay. I'm just as long as you're tuning in. I don't care what you do with it. Don't skip. I don't have your way with with me. Have your care. way. Hell yeah. yes. And speaking of which, let's get right. to this episode. <laughs> but we're gonna hit some notable injuries. Uh, Addy has some. A uh, little mini who'd you get? Uh, we've got some, like I said, notable trends, and then the tremendous was it the tremendous poll lover in this space mm-hmm. is the new Twitter handle. Yes. So the tremendous poll lover in this space has some Jalen Phillips, yeah, focus dynasty polls that we're going to go over. I think it was time to do a little bit of a uh, you know pulse check on this guy. Yep. Some big. He's put together some monster weeks. Uh, seemed like what two three weeks in a row now. So yeah, time to see what people think about him and. and People like. But guess what? Coincides with the Miami Dolphins suddenly playing winning football. Right, I yeah. don't think that's a coincidence. They got a chance to make the playoffs, right? It's an outside chance, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. The way they've been playing. So let's get into it, though, Addy, starting with the notable injuries. This is week 14. This is, for most folks, the last week of the regular season for fantasy football. So these are the injuries that we want to be paying attention to. And let's start with the Atlanta Falcons safety. Richie Grant has an ankle injury and is seen as week to week. This is uh, one of those situations to monitor simply because Richie Grant, when the opportunity has arisen, we've seen him like he's been so up and down peaks and valleys, like hundred percent snaps or zero. Right. Yeah, it's I mean, Actually, the max he's ever had is seventy nine percent. This is it really? I may be thinking of Javon Holland. He's yeah. He's just um, he and even recently. I mean, he's he's gotten some playing time the last four weeks, but nothing above forty four percent. So this past week, he got thirty four percent of the snaps. Maybe that was because he left a little early from injury. But yeah. Either way, he hasn't really been producing. Like his best game on the year was was a, a six tackle game, um, and then last few weeks he's. He's had uh, week 11, three tackles. Uh, week week 12, he had four tackles and two for a loss. And then week 13, he had three tackles. So, I mean, so maybe the thing to keep in mind here is if your trade deadline has not passed, which for most leagues it has because mm-hmm. we're entering the playoffs, but this might be a good time to go. Acquire. Know, a, and he may be out there on a lot of waivers. 
Potentially. I mean, that would, yeah. I mean, you're right though. Maybe in your more, uh, sometimes I forget we're in some, we're in some leagues with some really smart people and you can't, there's not usually a lot out there on the waivers for us, but I'd say in most of your casual leagues, uh, yeah, people probably do that stuff a lot more. Yep. Um, just go take a peek, take a peek if he's out there, there. even if not, maybe you can, you know, just around draft time, send a, Send a fourth, send a fifth. I think, yeah. I would start with a fifth and go up to a fourth. Yeah. But I mean, that's about where you did you take, did you draft? Grant? I had him in, I, I got him in the third round. Third in, round. Okay. In, uh, the spot I got him in. And his value has definitely dropped. So I feel mm-hmm. like I would start with a fifth, see if you can get him for a fourth. And I'd feel good about that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with this coming draft class, I'd much rather have Richie Grant than a fourth rounder from this 2022 draft. Yeah. Like Bobby pointed out, is anyone going to want to take these? I was listening to Dane Brugler's uh, mock draft on the Athletic Football Show. Oh, baby. He's not a fan. It's stinky. You got, like, two defensive ends as, like, the first two picks. Like, Yeah. That's it's going to be – I think it'll be a good IDP draft. But, that's good. You know, I mean, I don't know, man. I think this might be a year to, like, get your – First 18 picks and then just like get out, sell for 2022 yeah. or I'm sorry, 2023. Oh yeah. Everyone's already hyped up about 2023 though. I think most people know probably too late to get in yeah. on 2023, but you know, there will be once the draft happens and teams, we actually see these rookies come in the fever always builds. Oh yeah. You oh, know? Yeah. So I think there'll be a safety that gets drafted in the third round. Yeah. Like we'll the, be pounding the table. Oh yeah. Like, especially that's, what's beautiful about IDP leagues too is, a weak rookie class and a you know weak rookie draft is made all the more appealing by the fact that you now have double the player pool. So maybe it's not the best offensive draft that we've ever seen. Uh, the IDPs might, might make it more enticing. That's a good point. And I, this is something I didn't get to talk about on uh, the episode with Evan, but uh, I, let me just hit it here because I did the work on it. Hold oh, on did you? Second. Sure. Um, about you, about you, squeeze. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, my friend. Um, okay, it, it was. What are some of the key differences between IDP and offense only? Um, definitely way easier to trade in IDP, right? Way easier. You way have double easier. the assets. Yeah. Um, and and this now is, it is. Um, there is a learning curve to offensive versus defensive value mm-hmm. that maybe can seem a little intimidating. But once you get – that's just experience and reps. Yeah. Once you get a better handle on that, it's the same as, like, entering a dynasty league for the first time and exactly. having draft picks to trade. Yeah, and that's what we talked about on, on the episode tonight uh, with Evan, just how, like, just be prepared to not be so good the first yeah, year. You're, like gonna, you're learning and, like, you yep. know, if you make the playoffs your first year, you're on a good track. And and also, like, it's your more serious-minded players. Like, you're going to figure it out. Uh, okay, another difference between IDP and offense only um, – Early draft picks are, are more valuable in offense only, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Right, just because you know the 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 player pool is less in in, in leagues where you have um, IDP. Uh, that's pushing offensive talent further down the board, right? Um, but you know, you really want those early picks in offense only, just because there's there's no one to push guys down the board. Exactly, it's all offense. Yep. Whereas in Especially um, it with elite defensive talent in a draft class. Like, I think we'll have some good defensive talent in this draft. Probably be some first-round picks just because of the offense is lacking Yes, so much. I think you could see in the first 18 picks, six IDPs go off the board. That'd be insane, you know? yeah. 
So, and that would push obviously a lot of, that would push six offensive guys down the board. So I, I agree. Uh, and then I also said, uh, uh, but on the other hand, late round draft picks are worth more, Much in more valuable. Yes. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, like fourth and fifth round picks, like I'm sure some people in offense only leagues hear that. And they're like, who cares? Fourth and fifth round picks. They never hit. Not true. In IDP leagues, man. Fourth-round picks can be gold. Darius Leonard was a third-round pick. Yeah, late third. Uh, there's tons of examples. We'll have to go through some previous drafts on, on one of the episodes. But, yeah, there's tons of just ta- – Fred Warner was a fifth-round pick. Uh, Joe Tron was a fifth-round pick this past year for me. Um, I feel like Greg R- uh, Rousseau was in the fourth round. He was probably in the fourth round of some drafts. So, I mean, yeah, there's um, – yeah, there's there's so much more talent late. Um, and when you have IDP, uh, then I said, it's also more of a wild, wild West vibe. You know, there's not as, as many resources out there. So people are just kind of trusting their gut, making mistakes and, you know, learning from those mistakes. But, you know, if you're uh, if you're a savvy player, there's just more edges to, to try and, you know, get on people. It's a advantage. natural evolution of fantasy. We talked about this with Kai Borg mm-hmm. of like every hobby evolves. Yes. Like it, it has a natural evolution path where, it is becomes more difficult, adds more nuance. Like you said, there's more angles uh, to consider. So that is what IDP is. It's a natural outgrowth of people seeking more of a challenge yep. than their typical offensive league. Yep. So uh, good work there, Addy. That was a nice little rundown. We had a good – this is part of the conversation we had on Evan's show. So if you enjoy that, yeah, check out more. It was me and Joey chopping it up with Evan. Let's go. So another injury here worth monitoring. Uh, this is an unfortunate one for more for NFL, but also for IDP as well. Baltimore Ravens cornerback Marlon Humphrey joins his teammate Marcus Peters on the shelf. Torn pack out for the year. The Ravens are just, there's every year there's a team that is just snake bit with injuries. This year we've seen it, especially in the AFC with the Titans and the Ravens. Those teams are facing an uphill battle right now. I mean, yeah. You know, the the Titans literally Yeah, man. All Adrian Peterson, the ghost of Adrian Peterson at running back before they cut him. But like, yeah, just to have Henry, Julio, and AG Brown. All on the shelf. I did see they're getting Julio back, so whoop de doo. Yeah. Like Yippee. I don't know. That him and OBJ feel about the same right now in terms of like the the hype is far outstrips the production yeah, at this point. It's a shame. They're I think they're getting a little close to washed. But, yeah, um, yeah, it happens. So Mark, uh, Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters out for the year, and it's the one position right that you don't want to have depleted depth at because yeah. cornerback is so hard to find. Right. And they had two of the best. I, I would argue that that is the best cornerback duo in the NFL. Yeah, I was in IDP wise. Marlon Humphrey was the you know what last year. This year, um, not as much. Not as much. He definitely took a step back. I think he missed Marcus Peters. Yeah, but I think also last year he had like. I want to say like a ridiculous amount of like forced fumbles. Like, yes. Like six or seven of them, which I mean, that's not been the case this year. And like also just the big play stats just haven't been there. We preach that stuff all the time. You can't rely on that year to year. Um, but yeah, either way, he was still, a, he was still like a, at least a, a, you know, at worst a, a high end quarterback two for you. So it's hard to replace that. Speaking of which, can we just show some love for Kenny Moore? Oh what, man, my dog. What a damn game he had interception on the first play of the game. So, um, a few, I think a few weeks ago when maybe we had Connor on, I was asking, I, I think I asked you guys a question. I was like, who, mm-hmm. who is yep. y'all's best player? What I was really getting at, 
I think Kenny Moore is the best player in all his defense. I think he is <clears throat> definitely in the discussion because you look at impact playmakers. Mm-hmm. I think Leonard, despite being hobbled this year, has he's great. Yes, I mean he's just the number of forced fumbles, right? Like he has mastered that peanut punch, yeah, getting that ball sure. out of there. It's true. And um, but <clears throat> if you wanted to say Kenny Moore, I don't think I'd argue with you. Yeah. You know, I think it's very clearly, I think Buckner is third, and then I think I would make the case for either Leonard or Kenny Moore at one. Who do you think is it gets, like, the defense more hype? Man, Leonard is a maniac. Like, there's a reason he's earned that nickname. So I would give him that nod, but, like, man, I, I've been a huge fan of Kenny watching Hard Knocks, which mm-hmm. has not been as excruciating as I thought it would be. Yeah, you guys are kind of turning it on now. Yeah. Found your identity. Yeah, so we... <laughs> We're getting a lot of love nationally. I, I want to remind folks of the teams that we've beaten. Um, you know, we've beaten one winning team, I think, at this point, the in Bills, the Buffalo Bills. The Bills who don't see And the 49ers in like a like a monsoon, though. Mm-hmm. You know, but we've also blown double-digit leads against the Ravens, the Titans, and the Bucks, And we've basically just shellacked all the bad teams on our schedule. The Jets and the Jags and the Texans and all that. So... But you're playing your, your best brand of football right we now. We are playing well at the end of the season. Um, too little too late, though? I mean, we're on the outside looking in right now. We're you got to beat New England. you got to run the tables. Basically, basic, what Con, the way Connor explained it was, if we go undefeated, we probably get in. If we go 4-1 and one these last five games, we need some help from, I think he said, maybe Baltimore and the Chargers Yeesh. or Tennessee and the Chargers. So... Y'all are what, seven and six? Seven and six. We are hitting our bye week finally. So it's just, I mean, this is, th- yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, I understand that we're we're peaking right now, and that's great. But let's not overlook the fact, if we're talking about teams that you trust to make a deep playoff run or make some noise in the playoff, this team has beaten one team that is I would think everyone would universally say it's a pretty good team, which is Buffalo. Yeah. And if you want to throw the 49ers in the mix, but that was a wonky weather game. Do you so, see the uh did you see the the Buffalo Bill players getting upset about the guy that asked him the question? Yeah. Yeah. About him saying something like is Are it, you, are you embarrassed? Are you that embarrassed? Is? Yeah. But hey, Buffalo, you maybe you should be embarrassed, right? Yeah. I mean, New England did just run all over y'all. Y'all knew it was coming. Also three passes. Also, uh JT Ran all over y'all, yep. you know, a few weeks what, ago. Five touchdowns. Yeah, you guys are kind of trash. Yeah, you you being propped up as like this great defense, and you're just getting gashed left, yeah. right, and center. What's up with that? Have some damn pride <laughs> in your craft, I say. Sitting sir. in sweatpants, I've worn all day. Yes, sir. Next up here, Addy, Cincinnati Bengals. This was very mm. frustrating because this occurred, I believe, on kickoff duty. Uh, yeah. Linebacker Logan Wilson's shoulder dislocation probable for the IR. Just a, a huge blow for IDP. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, we'll get to it, but yeah, Jermaine Pratt, he filled in very nicely. Uh, I think he played 97% of the snaps, which was a season high. So yeah, that'll be the main target. Also, I believe Marcus Bailey is going to be someone we need to keep our eye on. Um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's probably going to be Jermaine Pratt and that's it, but um yeah, this, this sucks. I mean, Logan Wilson had kind of come back to earth a little bit, right? He was kind of floating on the interceptions and big plays, and those really haven't been there the second half of the season. But uh, still, one of the one of the you know one of those guys that you do not take out of your lineup. This sucks. Yeah, it's a bummer. 
he would have been a great piece to have as you make this kind of playoff push. Another team struggling right now with linebacker injuries, the Las Vegas Raiders. Denzel Perryman, ankle. Nick Kwiatkowski, ankle. Carl Nassib, knee. And linebacker Corey Littleton, stinger, are all day-to-day. Boobam wrote up Divine Diablo, double D, Let's in his go. waiver wire article, and I was like, wait, why? You know, because I've, I've ha- I have Divine Diablo, mainly as Jonathan Abram insurance. I also had Kwiatkowski, so it was kind of double insurance. I was like, wait, why is Diablo potentially getting some run? But I think he put up like nine tackles or something in that game. Wow. And uh, double check me on that. It was it was, a, it was a good number of tackles for how limited he played uh, in that game against the Washington football team. But, man. Yeah, wow. It was 11 tackles. 11 tackles, On yeah. just 57% of the snaps. There you go. So Impressive. Watch out for Divine Diablo. Somebody else signed there as well I saw today. So, um, yeah, there, there are some IDP relevant pieces here. Corey Littleton, Denzel Perryman. Yeah. And we're getting that time of the year where some of these young, young guys are going to start getting a chance. Yeah. Um, teams know they're out of it. Yeah. Raiders are still kind of on the, I'm hoping they stay in the mix. Cause we have tickets to that January 2nd game between the Colts and the Raiders. Oh, that'd be I'd fun. love for both teams to have a shot at the playoffs and, you know, playing their best football. Yeah. That'd be cool. So that was our. Christmas gift from the in-laws. Oh, nice. And we're like, ah, we don't really want anything. Like, where could we go? And I was like, hey, Colts Raiders on January 2nd. Could do New Year's That's up right. there. Inside. It's nice. Yeah. Don't have to worry about. Last night was, yeah. A oh, reminder that Yeah. Domes are pretty cool. Domes are nice, right? Yeah, like, cool. you can enjoy the football game if you yeah. go to it. So, this is the other big one. Well, two more big ones here, Addy. We got the Chargers defensive end, Joey Bosa. In concussion protocol to start the week. I saw, I believe, from Brandon Staley that Bosa was cleared to come back in the game, but he held him out because of his concussion history. Yeah. Because Bosa, I think, missed some time last year with right. some scary concussions. Yeah, I think it's been an ongoing thing for him. So, so yeah, you love to see that. Um, Staley's looking out for his dudes. Yeah, he just, he's the, you know, he's kind of saying all the right things a little too much, right? You think he's... Uh, his time's coming. Is he going to get canceled? His time's coming. You'll see. I wish we had the Papa John's drop. Uh, have you ever seen that video what? where uh, he's like, "The there's going to be a day of reckoning. Reckoning. Like Papa John says this about Oh, himself. yeah, he looks terrible. He looks terrible. Yeah, it's a, it was in response to when he got canceled. It's, oh, a, great, it's a great video. Okay. Do you think maybe there's like a, a Wizard of Oz, like a man behind the curtain that's pulling Staley's strings? Maybe helping him say uh, all the right things. Could be a robot. Could be a he could be could a be robot. Our first robot and the robot head coach. And I just want to get out in front of him and say that I accept him. You accept robots. I accept the robots. I don't know, man. If they're this sophisticated, we are totally effed in no. terms of humankind. I'm on the I'm on your side, guys. Oh, you're just trying to get on their side when they start murdering us all. You want to be their little like footstool. I'm on your side. I'm on your side. No other no further comment. Who's this last one we got here, Addy? Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, Mr. Jamal Adams, uh, which this is also terrible because Jamal has been playing really well lately, but he injured the same shoulder that was surgically repaired last offseason. So uh, still not really sure. We haven't seen any reports come out yet, I don't think. Um, So, yeah, we're just kind of doing the whole waiting game with that one. But, yeah, again, not ideal with the timing. Um, That's the way these things go. This is why you got to stay on your P's and Q's as yep. we enter the playoffs here. 
So um, I was looking to see if there was any any updates. Any updates? I don't think so. Uh, I'm not. I'm not seeing anything. So just something to monitor. That's what we're. That's why we're pointing out these injuries. Jamal Adams is always a fun Twitter search because it's usually not good things being said. Yeah, it's but a lot like, of like uh, he's overpaid. Yep. This dude's trash. Just a lot of it's. Uh, I'm I'm knee deep in it right now. Uh, review. Yeah. Well, I finally found an injury update. Uh, this was from yesterday, though. We're not worried about that anymore. Yeah, I was like, we're. No, I can't say this on air. We will get canceled. This is like some really bad stuff. People need yeah. to chill out a little bit. People are mean to him. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Yeah, he's on my team. I don't want you to tank his stock, guys. He might also be a robot. So we we support you, Jamal. Yeah, we do. All right, I believe tremendous poll lover in this space, Jalen Phillips edition. I think last Ooh. time it was Chase Young edition, right? Right, right, right. So, yeah, Jalen Phillips been tearing it the hell up. Let's pull up that tweet. Five straight games, I believe, with a sack. Yeah, shout out Aaron. He's been helping us out with the tweets here recently, just crushing it. So, yeah. uh, so that's why you've been seeing more content from us. Um, and per usual, it's always, you know, it's we have just tremendous taste. Um all right, so here we go. Here's the Jalen Phillips tweet. Are we currently wit- witnessing the Jalen Phillips breakout? His last three weeks, 14 pressures. That's tied for fifth in the NFL, folks. Uh, not just among rookies. 14, I'm sorry, uh, 14 pressures. That is fifth in the NFL. Six sacks. That is first in the NFL. That's, that's good, Addy. That's but pretty that's good. That's a good number. That's pretty good, yeah. Number one, 17.4% pass rush win rate. Probably the hardest stat to say. It's very tough. Uh, yeah, maybe we should start going like PR win rate. Yeah, there you go. Public P- relations win rate. There you go. Uh, 26.6 points per game in Big Sheesh. Two scoring. Uh, plays the Jets next week, so expect that number to go up. Yeah, at 37.7 <laughs> point average after that game. Uh, he also included the profile, which remember, it's just, it's a it's a great profile. Pristine. 88th percentile, 40-yard dash, 4 point. Uh, he ran a 4.63. 40, he's, he is 6'6", 260 uh, 60 pounds, uh, 33 and a quarter inch arms. Um, 88th percentile speed score, 85th percentile burst score, 84th percentile agility. Just, yeah. Sheesh. Wills the hell up. And in I would challenge anyone that says, well, w- what does it matter? You know, why, why do you spend time looking at the profile? People, all I'm going to say, don't forget this pursuit that these gentlemen are engaged in is called athletics. Mm-hmm. Matters. So athleticism matters mm-hmm. to athletics. The yeah. more athletic you are, the more predisposed you are to success because of that athleticism. And if you're, you know, even more curious, go take a look at Miles Garrett. Go take a look at uh, the Bosa Bros. Go take a look at Daniel Hunter. Go take a look at all those guys' profiles, and you'll notice they're all very similar. So that's why we are looking when we see young guys with these similar profiles, right? Our ears kind of perk up and we want to pay attention to that stuff because it matters because these guys all share these same characteristics. Yeah. It's like, what are the, what we're looking for are are indicators of success. Mm -hmm. Those kind of leading indicators, not lagging the leading ones that are going to point to future success. Right. You're not going to get there with just looking at, Box scores and tackles and sacks. I think, oh, this is going to be the same every year. No, that's why we... When you move up to the NFL, mm-hmm. the athletes and the level of athleticism levels up considerably. Yep. So the indicator of success is not what necessarily what you did, your production in college. That is 
important to pay attention to. Yep. Um, you would love to have both athleticism and outrageous production, but athleticism, and, and especially if it's, you know, a guy that maybe didn't get an opportunity or was injured or sat out a year, like we saw a lot with the COVID year, you know, a lot of those guys sat out. So that's what we're looking for is because it's tougher to succeed at that next level if you don't stack up with the athletes playing in the NFL. Yep. And Jalen Phillips does. Yes. He checks all the athletic boxes. Yeah, he's. I mean, I think he might have been the – well, uh, O.A. had a really nice profile as well. There were some nice, There were some I guys with some profiles. The, it, the guy that does the freak list, I think Phillips might have been number one. Yeah, I mean, that would not be surprising at all. Again, he is 6'6", 260 pounds, running a 4'6", 3". That's, so. that's incredible. That's fast. That's I mean, not even believable, really. And he's looked, I mean, he's looked great um, the last few weeks. But anyway, I, I did some polls because of, it. because of, you know, how hot he's been. We want to see kind of what everyone thinks of him. So, uh, first poll, Jalen Phillips versus Chase Young. This one got 81 votes. I voted for Chase Young. Okay, most people did. Chase Young, 74%. Jalen Phillips, 26%. That is about what I would expect. I, I thought maybe like a 70-30 split in favor of Chase Young. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm still pretty surprised to see Chase Young just chugging right along. I mean, he really let everyone down as far as uh, IDP production this yep. year. It now has a torn ACL. Uh, people still holding the faith, which is I, – I, that's good. We got we to gotta remember, he is still like 22 and a half. He is uh, – he's going to be fine. Um, okay, so next poll. Joey Bosa versus Jalen Phillips. And again, the question on all these is, who do you prefer for Dynasty? I picked Jalen Phillips. I think I was in the minority on that one. Yeah, I would have been with you. I, I agree. Jalen Phillips. Joey Bosa, he's just, I think he's 26, 27 at this point. Um, Jaylen, I think a lot of people are just kind of over the Joey Bosa experience. And I'm kind of over it too, right? I'm, it's, he's extremely boom bust. Um, yep. This year, he's not really been very boom, which has been kind of like, average right he's he'll get like a sack a week and he's one of those frustrating guys because you can't bench him yeah yeah but i mean yeah he hasn't you know he's he's turned it on lately but he's not been i think what most people wanted um but yeah joey bosa 65 percent really yeah just with just with the age alone i thought maybe phillips would be a little closer me too so um, I, I mean, I think I would trade straight up if uh, assuming both are listed as edge, right? Yes, that that's is, important. that is a problem. I mean, both, it could be a linebacker next year. That's too. what, that's the thing. Yeah. Um, but if, you know, if we're talking just edge or both of them are listed as DNs and we know that they're going to stay that, uh, I would trade straight up Phillips for Bosa. I would as well. Yeah. If the, if I'm holding Bosa and the Phillips manager came to me and said straight up, I'd be like, uh, I can't smash that. Yeah button quickly enough but you know good for us it looks like most people would maybe let you have a little more so, so if you're know. holding bosa right now go try to flip them for phillips that i would, would be that. my advice i would do that if again if they are if you play in leagues where they're ed rushers or sleeper who you know, if they're if exactly it's sleeper yes um okay next one jalen phillips versus daniel hunter i voted for phillips this one was pretty easy surely phillips won this one right phillips won this one okay Fifty nine percent for Phillips, forty one percent for Hunter. Yeah, that makes sense. Hunter's just a little older, banged up. Yeah, two years in a row where he's you know having his his season cut short with injuries. Um, yeah, he's twenty. I think him and Bosa are similar ages. Yeah. Um, but you know, honestly, Hunter was better. He's he was much better this year than Bosa yes, he was. I think I would still prefer Hunter 
over Bosa. I agree. Um, so it was this was kind of interesting. I thought that was a little. I think people are still high on Bosa just because they are, of his name, playing, and he's still playing. Exactly. Yeah, that's another thing too. Yeah, but Bowie, uh, Joey, but Bowie, Bowie, David <laughs> Bowie has been great this year. Bowie Josa, uh, he misses. You know, he always misses a handful of games. It seems. Yeah, concussions, as right we've now, seen. You know, last year that was an issue. He had the foot issue at one mm-hmm. point. Um, so yeah, I mean, when he's great, he's great. But he also, man, the floor there hasn't been, hasn't been that great this year. That that's a tall house between the floor and the ceiling of Joey Bosa. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of space, and yep. you typically end up on the wrong side of that a lot of times. Yeah, his, his bro, his bro's balling. Nick Bosa is absolutely eating. Yes, he's having a great season. Yep. So next poll, Eddie. What oh, next poll. That's right. We got to finish these. Um, okay. Did you forget we were doing polls? I there did for a second. For a second, I forgot that I was in the middle of this. Uh, Josh Allen, the edge rusher, Josh, uh, versus Jalen Phillips. Josh Allen, that was my vote. Yes, uh, I agree, um, and so did everyone else. Sixty-one percent for Josh Allen. That's a good little. That's a good little chunk for Phillips. There, that's nice for Phillips. Yeah, people are still sleeping on Josh Allen a yep. little bit. I think. Either way, though, that's interesting. I like. I feel that. like that should be a little higher. I thought maybe closer to like an 80-20 type of split. But honestly, is anyone going to be surprised if like this flips immediately next year? Beginning of the year, Phillips starts off hot. Josh Allen doesn't. Yeah, I think it will. Phillips is just going to be through the roof. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think depends on how Miami finishes the season. Like right. these next few weeks will be very telling. And even this could, yeah, it could look good. It could look different in three weeks. Josh Allen's been slept on just uh-huh. because it's Jacksonville. That team yeah. is awful, awful, awful. And Miami's a team on the rise right now. So I think getting in front of more people, a little more notoriety, national attention could definitely help his IDP stock. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, uh, that's a tough one, I think. Okay, the last one I had was... Triple X, right? Triple X. Didn't do the triple X, though, because, of course, that's not fair. So, Max with two X's, Crosby versus Jalen Phillips. This was an easy Jalen Phillips for me. Yes, same. Uh, I think people were extremely frustrated with Max Crosby. I right? mean, I sold him. I sold him to uh, Macri. Miss him? Not a bit. <laughs> yeah. It helps that I have Quiddy Pay who's coming on, yeah. so it's like I have that defensive end that I'm like excited for the future. But yeah, man, Max Crosby, that's a, that's been a tough deal because he's where the, everyone is still coasting off that beginning of the season. He's got two huge games, and then the rest of them. That's it. Yeeks. Yeah, like uh, killing you, like losing you weeks. But also like grading out of this world on PFF. I know that's what makes it so tough. You just, can't sit that guy. Yeah, it's tough. And, and and he really is because I've got like Alquadine Muhammad, you know, mm-hmm. who I would probably, I probably should have started a lot of weeks over yeah. Max Crosby, but I'm not, no one, no one is doing that, you yeah. know? Well, I mean, Max, you know, unlike uh, Muhammad, he has just that 30, uh, although Muhammad had a monster week this past, I think he had 25 points this past week. He had a great, he had a great, great game. But Max, the two games he has gone off, they've been like above 35 points, both of them. Yep. So he has that, you know, there's there's few guys that can get to that level. Yeah, as we're moving into the playoffs, I would say you just got to roll with Max. Yeah, and because, hope that he has one of those weeks, you man. Because it can win you the matchup. Can. That's exactly right. You're swinging, especially he if... He should be your defensive end, too, anyway. Uh, you would hope so. I don't think a lot of people probably drafted him as their no. DN1. He had the down year in year two, and yeah, I think he was more of like a DE 12 to 18 range. I agree. Well, let's do a little before we go to break here, Eddie. Let's do a little mini who'd you get? So, uh, I guess. 
squid. About your squids, Eddie. <laughs> we never know where I'm going with those. No, you've really. I don't even know. Kept I'm me going. on my. T- I can right? tell your 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 eyes are like bugging out and your head's spinning. <laughs> it's like the damn Exorcist over there. Yeah. Uh, so beautiful mind. I don't think I'm I, Russell Crowe. I don't think I had any moves since uh, we mentioned the the big one with Macri was the uh, was the Max Crosby trade. I don't think I've had any since then. But you, um, I believe, acquired Chris Jones. I was able to get Chris Jones off of waivers. So in RSO, he was dropped because he was uh, the manager was hoping hoping that people would claim him, right? Because if you claim the guy, I guess you. You get the you're, you're responsible for their salary in future years, right? Well, that's no, right. No one claimed him, uh, so he went through. Did he drop through to free agency? He dropped through. Yeah, he went so through. What'd waivers. you get him? What'd you have to bid on him oh, to I, get him? Uh, like I put like he was like four and a half million on the bid because you play you pay the prorated salary, so it's but not still the I have four like four and a half. No money left now. It's all the money I had. It's all gone. <laughs> Watch Chris Jones be like, you know what? I think I'm gonna take a break. Adam's like, yeah. no. I did love your your reaction gift to the uh, David Long tweet that Arn put out. Like the oh, I do need scraggly, it. like methed out Matthew McConaughey from True Detective. Like I need it. <laughs> I do. I do need some linebacker help. I thought Please, that was once David a strength, Long. but boy, it has been. It's been tough, uh, but okay. So yes, Chris Jones. That what a blessing at this point in the year. Like defensive tackle has been a nightmare for me all year, all year long. Um, so to get him at this point in the year, when I'm going to make the playoffs, I'm going to have. Uh, I hope to God I get healthy on offense. I've got so many people out right now. I've got Chubb. I've got Debo. I've got DeAndre Swift. I've got Waller. Uh, need those Michael Carter. All come, those guys come back to me, babies. All those guys are come out back right to now. me. So. Um, yes, we, we desperately need uh, as much help as we can get. Um, so other guy I got Mr. Um, a Sean Robinson. Tell me about a Sean. So, um, he was, well, really he's benefited from Sebastian Joseph day who I previously had, um, who, who I know smart IDP observe, or I'm sorry, smart NFL analyst really love them. Some Sebastian Joseph day. He likes the first name. I bet Sebastian. I, I, I get it. Totally. Like the crab from little mermaid. Yeah. It's a full, it's a cool name. It is a cool name. It's fun. I'll um, give you that. I think they also appreciated the way he played football, but yeah, we're going to say more so the, the first name. I agree. But anyway, he's been really good, especially if like you're in a league that just, you know, heavily rewards tackles. Um, Looking back since week nine, six tackles, eight tackles, six tackles, five tackles. So um, he's basically, you know, averaging around like 10, 11 points a game over that stretch. Um, and that's totally fine for defensive tackle. I mean, it's, again, I had been trying to piece together. Like I was, I don't even remember the guys. I was, oh, Deron Payne. Um, I had Oliver at one point who's playing better as of late. So shout out to you. Shout Ed. out you bastard <laughs> on someone else's team. Um but you don't have Ed anymore, do I you? I don't have Ed. I had someone else that was just a little. Oh, um, well, I had, I had Joseph Day. That sucked. I lost him. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Your anyway. defensive line has just been devastating. Yeah, right. Defensive it's been line, a revolving door for you. And defensive end has been tough. Uh, yeah. I may need you to activate Demarcus Lawrence for me, Josh. I don't know if I can do. I don't know if you have the cap. I space. don't. <laughs> I you got to make some tough, some tough cuts. I have to cut Chris Jones. <laughs> Welcome. It's the uh, Abe, Abe Simpson in the door, out the door at the there brothel. You go. There gift. you go. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Who else did I get, though? Um, I thought I had more. Oh, I got. Uh, that's offense. 
I guess that's it. That's it. There you go. Thought I had more. Um, that's all right. Oh, I got Leonard Floyd. He was out there floating on on waivers. I thought, what the hell? I plugged him in in a spot. How'd that go? It went fine. And also, my starting defensive ends, Charles Harris, Zach Allen, those guys have been solid lately. Those dudes work in accounting with you. Dude, Zach Allen is defensive end 21 right now. IDP is so weird. Isn't it weird? You posted, I think it was like the top scorers on the week. Yeah. And it was like a a weird-ass list. It was a true Hall of Fame week of like, who? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Who are you? What team do you play for? Identify yourself. Zach Allen's been solid, man. He, he really has been. 13 and a half last week, 10 the week before that, 16.10 at Carolina, 4 at San Fran, 14 at Green Bay. Give uh, me the spelling of the name, though. 21 uh, against San Fran. Zach Allen. The first name. Z-A-C. Don't do H. H. Oh, he's an H, Zach? Man, What's, that's unfortunate. Uh, well, K-Zach is what? Like skateboarder. Oh, like that's I'm, Yeah, I want... I want I like, Zach's. I like H. Not Zatches. I, I don't like want, H. I don't want a Zatch. I want a Zach. Every every Zach with a K I know is a piece. There's literally Zach Ryle that's in our league <laughs> and has been on this podcast before. <laughs> that's listening to this is now very upset. I was oh, trying. You mean that, that demon? Yeah. I was trying to steer you out of that skin. You're like, oh, we're going over that cliff, baby. Yeah, hey. I still, I still uh, hold that take. I still believe that. Zach, you that. know you got a bad heart, you damn demon. Bad, bad heart. You what? don't deserve the championship. I deserve it. I need to be the first person to win it twice in there. And you know in your heart of hearts that I deserve it. I need it. <laughs> I need it. All right, we're going to go get you squiz. And uh, when we come back, we're going to be hitting some things that make you say, well, would you look at that? Yeah, sorry uh, sorry that wasn't that long of a who'd you get. We just promised Coach that we would do that's it. Right. Coach that's right. That's for that's for Coach Snyder. There you so go. There you go, Coach. There's a who'd you get. We promised. We are men of our word. That's right. We're going to hear from Manscaped. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. IDP flow, safety's in the box, no P.O. Play like the Rio. Have you take home the gold like a C-3PO. All right, it is time to talk about our friends at Manscaped once again, folks. It's holiday season. Do you know what to get as a gift or a stocking stuffer? Well, today's sponsor, Manscaped, has the tools to guarantee you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Manscaped is the leader in men's below-the-waist grooming, and they have served more than 4 million men worldwide. That's a lot of men across this planet. If my math is correct, that's almost 8 million balls. I do like that math, Manscaped. That's pretty good. Now, the good news, folks, as you know, you can get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the code IDPSHOW. Ho, 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 fellas, naughty or nice, tis the season to perform. You know, if you listen to this pod, we're a big fan of Manscaped's performance boxer briefs. We're also, as Bobby mentioned, a fan of the groin razor. You can use it on your groin. You can use it on your face. If you want a close shave, it is the blade that you want. Manscaped's best-selling product is the Performance Package 4.0, which is at the top of every man's wish list this year. Inside, you'll find their Lawnmower Body Trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, and body, and the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer. I have both of these devices, and I can testify they are excellent for the job you need them to do. Let's not forget their famous liquid formulations, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, one of my favorites, 
and Crop Reviver Ball Toner to maximize your ball hygiene routine. Get the performance package now to receive their two free gifts, the Manscaped Boxers that I mentioned. They make you look huge. Great performance enhancer. And the Shed Travel Bag. I know Bobby's a big fan of that bag as well. The dads can't stop talking about this. The teens secretly buy this, and the women will love you for it. Now, these are our picks for Manscaped Surefire Win stocking stuffers. Number one, the Manscaped 2-in-1 Shampoo Plus Conditioner just launched. Kill two birds with one stone. It's shampoo, it's conditioner, and it smells amazing. Number two, the Manscaped Cologne-Infused Body Wash. The beautiful part is you've got the scent permeating your whole body from your hair to your body and we're going to mention number five here the signature cologne so you've got it all over folks it's a cohesive masculine smell number three the shears 2.0 luxury four-piece nail kit and number four the crop mops ball wipes for your stanky balls we want it noted that Manscaped is calling your balls stanky, not the IDP show. We know them balls be smelling good. These formulations are all vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free. Just free, 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 so you know their products are legit. Make sure you hurry to their site to ensure these wild gifts show up before the holiday season. And while you're at it, get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the code IDP show. Whether this is for your partner, dad, brother, friend, get them something that they will actually use and almost sure to get a laugh when they pull it out of their stocking. So one more time for the folks in the back, get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the code IDP show. Be the ballsiest gift giver this year with Manscaped. Y'all know what time it is. The boys is back. All right, welcome back. Addy, exciting update for this kind of coming in and out of the ad break for next week. We got permission. Yeah. From BG's finest, Sugar Daisy. Yeah, we're going to have some good music on the pod. I'm excited for that. I've been jamming them. They're really good. They're really good. Their last two albums are great. Uh, Yeah, they'll probably be huge one day. But again, Bowling Green has uh, done this before with a lot of bands. Um, KG Elephant, Morning Teleportation, uh, Josephine's are getting big right now. Nappy Roots, as we know. Nappy Roots, right. Uh, but yeah, Sugar Daisy kind of falling right in line. And yeah, their music is 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 awesome. Genuinely good, yeah. Really I'm, good. I'm not a huge music guy. I know you're much more of a, mm-hmm. a music aficionado than I am, but... That was that was right up my alley, and what yeah. I liked too that you pointed out was that they are diverse. Oh yeah, from one song to the next, they can sound completely different. The two lead singers, they got one guy that um, I think his name's Zach. He went to our high school. Yes, uh, Zach Littleton, but he has got more of like just a southern country voice, man. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's it's a it's an amazing voice. Um, it's um the the two the two main singers play well off each right. other, right? And then the other guy, I think his name is Johnny. Uh, he kind of has like a, I don't know. He kind of sounds like uh, the lead singer from Vampire Weekend. He just has more of like a pop sounding voice. Yes, it's really, I would really agree. good. It is good, really good. But yeah, I mean, they're you know you can hear heavy like Ween influence. Um, 
just uh, fish. They're, they're 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 really good. They have they have a really good sound, really unique sound. Um, well, listen they, they to do like, hip hop. They have a few hip hop sounding yeah, songs. Like listen to uh, you know Fog on the Pond and Whistle in yeah. the Wind. Listen, we'll like play a, that one at the yeah. end of the next episode. You yeah, get to hear like that. A, it sounds just like a you know classic folk song. It does. And then go listen to some of their other ones that are mm-hmm. like more kind of poppy yeah. and like it almost feels like it has kind of like a Southern California kind of beach vibe exactly. on some of them. So yeah. they're a good band, man. It's we're, good stuff. We're excited to. Uh, yeah, share their music with you and, and make the pod better in general. That's right. So speaking of making the pod better, making the lives of our listeners better, Addy, we wanted to pull out some interesting trends. And what Arn has highlighted for us here, and you kind of saw it teased in the tweet that he put out tonight, was safeties or DBs, I should say, over the past five weeks. So weeks nine through 13, DBs that have the most box snaps. This is what we want for our DBs. Those guys playing close to the line of scrimmage. So we have a sampling here of the top 10 guys, how many box snaps they have, and how many points per game they've been averaging. So some some familiar names on this list, mm-hmm. Addy. Yes. But it is interesting to see the guys that have made the most of those box snaps because the reason we follow that trend is because you have an opportunity for more tackles, for more big plays, you know, especially sacks tackles for loss so it's curious now to see which dbs are taking advantage of that so let's start up top i think if you said give me the number one box safety on the year probably a lot of folks would point to las vegas as jonathan abram this is a role that we typically know abram for i think if you look on the season he's probably been the leader in box snaps or or pretty close to it And we see that here, 185 box snaps over this five-week sample from weeks 9 to 13, averaging 10.25 points per game, grading pretty poorly, uh, except in pass rush, which is fairly standard for Jonathan Abram, never been the best-graded guy. But um, solid safety to flex option for you, Addy. Yeah, uh, definitely agree. I mean, even though... um, you know, that's not the, the points per game. That's not the best. But, again, that's a solid, solid safety two numbers, you know, 10, 10 points per game. Um, yeah, it, he just hasn't had the big plays fall for him, right? He's just basically been soaking up a ton of tackles. But, uh, again, that, that's valuable. That's stable. Like, week to week, um, even though he's not, you know, getting a lot of big 20-point games, he's good for about 10, you know, 10 a game. Steady Eddie. And I've I, had I him all that. season, yep. I love that. I mean, look at uh, – Okay, so this past week was his worst game. He had three tackles. But before that, um, his worst tackle game was six tackles. There you go. His previous – his, so, you know, not counting last week's three tackle, but before that, 10 tackles, 12 tackles, 10 tackles, eight tackles. I mean, that's that's as good as it gets. Yep, and especially if he's your safety too, which probably for a lot of IDP managers yeah, right. he is. Yeah, there wasn't – people he weren't He was right on that him. borderline – He was going late. He was well, going much – they draft Trayvon Merrig yep. and Divine Diablo. We're mm-hmm. like, uh-oh, that's why I took Diablo is because are they going to just bench Jonathan Abram at some point? Exactly right, yeah. But, you know, with Abram, I'm not really that interested in Dynasty. I think his time's probably going to be um, coming I, to an end I here think soon. the writing is on the wall. He'll be in a timeshare probably at some point. I would say so. Soon. He is sitting as safety eight on the season yeah. in our RSO league. That's so. great. That's pretty good. Points per game wise, though, he's not he's not safety eight. Yes, he's probably more in that like safety fifteen to 
20 range. Exactly. So the next name here on the list, we mentioned him, J. Ron Curse of the Dallas Cowboys. That Cowboys secondary has just been mm-hmm. bountiful for points in IDP this year. But J. Ron Curse, 158 box snaps, grading very well, uh, 75.9 overall and an 81 in coverage, averaging 18.08 points per game in that stretch, Addy. That is damn good. Yeah, he's been awesome this year. He's I been mean, on fire. Probably the probably the best pickup at defensive back. I mean, because this was a guy that was definitely on your waivers. Um, yeah, no one was talking up J. Ron Curse. Yeah, his last three games, 26.75 points, 22 points, 19.15 points. So, I mean, this is like uh, like safety one type type numbers in, in production we've seen recently from J. Ron Curse. Um and it's not like he was that bad at the beginning of the year, but he's just, we've seen the ceiling rise for him recently. Yeah, and Arn pointed out here that point-per-game average over that stretch, most points for a DB in that five-game window. Yeah. And I believe it. Yep. Like Arn said in the tweet, put some respect on this man's name. He has been very solid here, and uh, I feel pretty confident rolling this guy out there in my uh, last week of the regular season and into the playoffs. I think you just ride the lightning, don't you? Yeah, I think so. I think so, and I think I think he did actually. I think the points per game is from the last uh, little bit. Yeah, it's the last. It's that five week stretch. Nice. So I yeah, think everything so, Aaron pulled box snaps, points per game is all from that stretch. Wow. So yeah, eighteen points per game. That's amazing. That's like yeah, that's like linebacker type of yeah. numbers. And last year, you know, we saw it with Donovan Wilson. He when he got a, you know he was really productive for for IDP, but he was not nearly this consistent. No, Kirsch has been great. He's been great. So next up, another guy that we know is great, 154 box snaps for Mr. Swaggy as hell, Derwin James of the Los Angeles Chargers, grading phenomenally across the board, 80.5 overall, his lowest grade. And I think John is just the one grading, so he's just like, look, Derwin's getting the best grades. Yeah, Like, I'm not going to disrespect the man by grading him poorly in any area. But 70.1 is his worst grade in run defense. He has a 90.9 pass rush grade and a 76.1 coverage grade. So he's playing great. We're seeing the box snaps, 14.05 points per game over that five-game sample. This is everything that we wanted for Derwin James, who is now sitting as the safety one in our RSO league right now. Yep, love to see it. Glad he's back healthy. The league is in a much better place when when he's healthy and running around. Yep. You'll hear more about Derwin James next week. That's a teaser for the MVP episode. Next up here. Number four, this one, that's, this is why I mentioned the points per game is interesting. Like who are the guys actually taking advantage of this golden opportunity to have these box snaps? Rayshon Jenkins of the Jacksonville Jaguars, 131 box snaps, but only averaging 6.05 points per game. Over that stretch, he's been a huge disappointment. Yeah, man, what happened? Because I mean, you know, to start the year, he was okay. He was fine. Like the he had, um, you know, yeah, he was first, solid at the start of the year. First six, first six games, he had three games over twelve points. I mean, he had an eleven and a half point game, sixteen points, and a nineteen point game. But then since that, yeah, he's had, uh, he's had like five games under seven points. It's pretty bad. Not good. And yeah, you're right. You know, when you're fourth in box snaps, um, yeah, that's just not what you want to see. If you're fourth in box snaps, I want double digit points per game. Yeah. I think that's pretty reasonable to expect that. I think so. Yeah. But again, it doesn't always line up like that. Yeah. 
This this is a, most a great of these example. guys. Yeah, most of these guys are very close to that. So this is a good indicator yes. of success. But he's one of the rare outliers where it's like, huh? Yep. You've been a massive disappointment. Yeah, he's just not that tight. Yep. So next up here, the Honey Badger, Tyrone Matthew, has a hundred and thirty box snaps in only four games played, averaging eleven point four eight points per game in that stretch with an eighty nine tackle grade and a sixty eight point one overall grade. The Honey Badger's been pretty damn good for IDP this year, Addy. He really has been, yeah. Not normally a name that we see, like one of those that is like better for real life and kind of new IDP players gravitate towards because he is the big name, mm-hmm. but not always the best IDP option. He's been that this year. Yeah, and I think a big reason why is because he is really the only stable option there at safety for yeah. Kansas City, right? You, you got, got Dirty Dan. Yeah. You have Juan Thornhill. Yeah. and But it's... He has been the mainstay. And he's he's like truly like one of their best players on defense, right? Like I think he is he their best player on defense? Him or Chris Jones. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's 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 those two. Yep. So yeah, I think that's that's why we've seen him be relevant again. Yeah, I also wanted to him. mention the little a little sidebar here is that we we talked about you know best player on the defense, maybe think of Kenny Moore. I also wanted to shout out Kenny Moore. Named as the Colts nominee for the Walter Payton Man of the Year. Let's go, dude's awesome. Like he he has grown on me so much. Like I already loved Kenny Moore. He's I've called him the pocket size playmaker. He watch him on Hard Knocks, and you know I've said this before. I think on the pod, being a dad breaks your emotions, mm-hmm. especially early on. And so watching him, uh, I actually tweeted about it. Watching him with the family where. You know, he he got to be friends with the son. The son had, I think, a rare illness and ended up passing away. But he still goes and does Thanksgiving with the family every year. I mean, Kenny Moore is just an awesome, awesome dude. Actually good person. Yes, great video of him finding out from his mom. Surprise visit. He was doing a TV interview, and his mom walked into the studio as a surprise and was like, I just want to let you know you're the Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee. And I was like, and I'm crying at my desk at 930. So that was fun. A lot of tears today. A lot of those types of videos with the Walter Payton nominees yeah, yeah, being yeah. announced. They try and get to you, these these uh, these social media accounts. They've got yeah. these locked and loaded. They want to see cry. They want to see grown men cry. Sure. By God, they got me. Sure. So next up, another name for IDP that we are not hugely into most of the time, but he's been all right with the opportunity. Terrell Edmonds of the Pittsburgh Steelers, 121 box snaps, averaging 9.35 points per game. I still don't want anything to do with Terrell Edmonds, Addy. No, me neither. I mean, even though he's been pretty good over his last five games, he's got two games that were that were good, 24 points and 10 points, but then he has four and a half, four and a half, and five points. So Stinky. No, thank you. I don't want to try and figure that out. And In the words of Connie. And I got to say, that dude stinks, baby. <laughs> he just, he, we want him to be good. The Edmonds bros, the Ed, I was going to say, he's the, he's the, Safety equivalent of Tremaine Edmonds. Yeah. We want them to be good. We want it so bad. And they're just not. They're but just they're not. not bad. They're not bad enough for us to just outright quit these guys. They're fine. Yeah. Unfortunately for them, they were both first-round picks. So that's going to get hype a little gets, more under yeah, a microscope. Way, way overblown. Another name that we recognize here, Jeremy Chin, 110 box snaps in only four games played, averaging 14.44 points per game over that span, grading really well, Mm. 77.9 overall. Jeremy Chin has come on late in the season, Addy. Love to see it. And, uh, yeah, so many people out there were scared 
you know, I, we got all kinds of questions. We dropped this guy. What's going on? You guys told us he was going to be good. Well, how are you feeling now? Feeling like a big old dumbass is what you're feeling. You just like. got to be patient. That's how this stuff goes. We saw it. Same thing with Jamal Adams. Unfortunately, he's he's been hurt. But, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, this stuff usually works itself out, right? If and, it's a good player. And these guys are going to, uh, you know, I think Jeremy Chin's a top five safety right now. Jamal Adams is, was top five. He'll probably slide out now if it's, if it's too severe. But, again, these guys ended up finishing where, where we thought they were going to. Even Boot is probably going to end up slide because he had a big week this past week. That's just how this stuff works. The great article from Robert Mays this week at The Athletic talking about that Cardinals defense. Mm. I, I put out a tweet that kind of highlighted what they talked about on the Damn pod. Good tweet. But it said basically that Buda Baker, the reason we've seen it tail off a little bit for IDP is just he's an, he's an eraser on the back end of the defense now. Yeah. And so that is that translates to me that he's making plays down the field mm-hmm. that matter for an NFL defense but don't necessarily translate for IDP. Right. And if you wonder why Jalen Thompson's emergence has been so pronounced this year, uh, it's because Vance Joseph called him the best communicator on their defense. That's going to keep you on the field. Yeah. And if you necessarily have Buda Baker playing deep, that probably means Jalen Thompson, conversely, plays closer to the line of scrimmage. So I think communicator plus where he's playing on the field in comparison to Buda. I think that explains a lot what's going on with the Cardinals safety situation and how it's uh, surprisingly flipped a little bit. It definitely does. And shout out to the athletic football show. Uh, I mean, the smartest football show around. Truly. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's, you know, picking that up from, from that type of show. That's, that's good stuff. It always, that is, they are truly, because they're like a little more plugged in. I also listen to Around the NFL, which is great for like game recaps mm-hmm. and like bigger picture storylines. But Nate and Robert are so good at drilling into the nitty gritty, like what teams are doing. They're my gauge. Like if they're talking about certain IDP guys, that's like a dog whistle for me. I'm hey, like, ooh, paying attention. Uh, victory lap for your boy. But who was on that Micah Parsons? What should he be trained oh, man. first? We got on that like a good month before yes. the, the, the national NFL media. That was all you heard. This storyline two weeks ago was, yeah, I think Michael Parsons should be kept in edge of like, Hey, well you guys should be listening to the IDP show. I think they were, I think, I think, were. I think we're secretly a feeder for I think, the yes, NFL exactly. media conglomerate. People just want to keep us a secret. We get it. So let's wrap up here, Addy with a trio of DBs. And what I want to do here is they're all playing around the same number of box snaps over the past five weeks. I want you to tell me who do you trust most out of these three guys. All right. Number eight, Malcolm Jenkins, 109 box snaps, averaging five points per game. Ashton Davis, 106, averaging 10.45 points per game. And Eric Harris, 100 snaps, 8.3 points per game. Who do you trust out of this trio, Addy? Boy, that is uh, tough right there. Um, I mean, I guess Ashton Davis, even though he has been extremely frustrating. Um, man, that's well, honestly, Malcolm Jenkins, I guess. I think I, I feel like maybe he's just having a bad stretch. I mean, he, he was really solid early on in the year. I mean, you look at the first out of his first seven games, he had a 17 point game, 11 and a half point game, 16 point game, 31 point game. Um, I'm going with Malcolm Jenkins on this list. Yeah, I, I think, think it's so. close between him and Ashton Davis, but yeah, 
Ashton Davis. Ashton Davis has the higher upside, I think. But boy, I mean, you know, talk about someone that's really been a letdown, um, IDP wise. Just because, I mean, the the path was pretty much paved for him. Like you know, he was the only guy left, and he's now he's getting the box snaps. Um, but it, it just hasn't. hasn't trans- yeah. It hasn't quite translated. But you know, one thing I will say, I love to see the grades. I love to see the eighty point seven overall PFF grade, eighty three point one coverage grade. A lot of green uh, in this grade. This, is, this graph. is good news because New York's. You know, they're one of those teams that's looking for any type of positives they can get. And uh, Ashton Davis seems like someone that's going to stick around and, and and have a role again next year. Also, I mean, Marcus May is definitely gone. Yep. So he was already, I think, franchise tagged. I believe this year. Yeah. So I mean, you know. Ashton Davis should be the the uh, the one, safety. One of the few pieces I think they yeah. build around there. Right. You got John John uh, John Franklin Myers signed the deal. Mm-hmm. You've got Carl Carl Lawson, Lawson coming back. You That's got exciting. Ashton Davis. Mosley will be there because the dude has too much dead cap. I That's think right. not to be. And Quincy Williams. Who knows? I Quincy. Mean, it's been nice Let's to see go. him come back and be relevant. So we mentioned him earlier, Addy, but this is Stonks Watch Injury Edition. Jermaine Pratt is uh, is back in our lives. Yes. Played 97% of snaps in week 13, up from 47% of the week before due to the Logan Wilson injury. Graded well the last two weeks, except in tackling. Which is weird because he's, you know, well, he, he get, probably still got a lot of tackles. He just missed a lot of them. As and well. when we say bad, we're talking 27.6. <laughs> bad. Yeah. Okay. Like apocalyptically bad. He missed a lot of tackles. It yeah. Nine total tackles in week nine with a forced fumble and a fumble recovery. Good for 15.25 points. Now, he could very well uh, be on waiver wires after only putting up 7.25 points across the two games coming out of the bye week in week 10. So probably got dropped. But, um, Needs to be rostered. Yep. Like, if he's somehow still out on your waivers after your waivers run Tuesday night, go scoop him up. Oh, definitely. I mean, yeah, he's, you know, he's got a chance to be MVP over these uh, over the playoffs for you. I mean, truly, he he's a, he's he's your classic, like, you know, linebacker that can get 10 to 15 tackles in a game easy. Yeah, those linebacker two, linebacker three. I'm just looking for stabilizers. Yep. You know, I just don't want to get a goose egg or one or two points. Right, and and you know what's different about this now is Pratt has not been getting like over the last really in his career. I don't think he's gotten over seventy percent of the snaps ever. So the fact that he's getting a hundred percent, we've never seen that, and he's always been a really good tackler, really really efficient with the with the uh, snaps he does. Get. He's like, guys, coaches, I'm gonna miss a lot of tackles if you give me this hundred percent of snaps. <laughs> I'm gonna but make I'm, a lot. I'm gonna do my best. Yeah, but I'm gonna miss a lot. I'm going to make probably 12 and miss six. Yeah. Are we okay with that? And they're like, Jermaine, we got nobody else. We got yeah. this uh, Joe Bashy character. Joe Bashy. And the, yeah, because remember, there's Is no. Is that how that's pronounced? Uh, sure. Um, Akeem Davis Gaither's gone with injury. Um, yeah. Uh, Marcus Bailey, another guy to keep your eye on. I think I mentioned him earlier in the show. I mean, we'll see. He he got snaps. Boy, that's a stinky bunch. It's, it's not good. So, yeah, I mean, Jermaine Pratt's definitely the one you want. But. All right. You mentioned that you needed this guy in the mm-hmm. response to the IDP show tweet. David Long took over in week two, playing 98% of the snaps, never dropped below that number until week nine when he played 88% due to an injury. He averaged 14.1 points per game through that span with six of eight games 
scoring double-digit points. Two of his last three were over 20 points per game. Wow. Graded pretty well in his six, uh, eight games played, 64.9 overall with a 79 pass rush grade. Now, we know Jayon returned in week eight, but didn't play significant snaps until week nine, which is when David Long got injured. So the Titans historically have two high-volume linebackers. Brown played 86% and 92% in the 24 games across 2019 and 2020. Rashawn Evans played 86% and 80% in those 32 games across 2019 and 2020. So two, we don't see this much anymore. This is something we've talked about this season, Eddie, is that the teams with two linebackers, both above that 80% snap share, pretty rare. So I think the reason that we're seeing David Long highlighted here is because even with Jayon back, the path is there for David Long to retain a relevant role for IDP. Yeah, and I think their base is a 3-4. So, I mean, they're, yeah, they typically are going to have two of those linebackers in there most of the time. Um, and I think if you're looking at, is Rashawn Evans going to be the odd man? Yes. I think this oh, team yeah. recognizes David Long, Jayon Brown, your two best linebackers. Yep. Keep these guys on the field. Yep. Uh, yes, we definitely need David Long back. Yeah, that is, that's been brutal because, again, he was playing like a linebacker one. So, Hopefully that continues. Hopefully he picks up, you know, right where he left off. But again, there is that little bit of uncertainty when your guys miss some time. You're always worried, like, could he re-aggravate it? Like, yeah. Do you want, want to see it a week before you put yes. it back in? I think I'm taking the Johnny the Greek approach. I need to see it. I'm yeah. not going to trust him, especially in a week 14 matchup. I need to see where I'm maybe trying to make the playoffs. I'm not rolling David Long out there with the question mark. Yeah. So just wait. Let's see it. And then if you can unleash him deeper in the playoffs, that's beautiful. Another uh, guy that I'm reminded of real fast, Drew Tranquil, had a really nice week, played a lot of snaps. Um, he might be out there for you on waivers, maybe a nice pickup here at the end of the year for you. Kenneth Murray is just – I know, what man. Did he dust. What did uh, he yeah, do? who did he piss off? Whose parking spot did he take? What have you done, Kenneth? Did he upset robot Brandon Staley? I think so. Did he insult robots? A hey, question here from Louis Holwell, one of our favorite listeners, asked me, who do you have more confidence in moving forward for Dynasty, Drew Tranquil or Jacob Phillips? I think this is Drew Tranquil, Tranquil for me. Yes, that was my gut, so I would say Tranquil. Yep. All right. So yeah, there you and, I, go. and I've I've extended him in in a league in our RSL. I was gonna say that was part of the reason why I was like, I know Addy really likes Tranquil. I'm not as like plugged him. in on the situation. Yeah, I like him, and I really like him. If he doesn't stick around there in Los Angeles, I really like his second team in the production I think we could see. Yeah, he seems like a great candidate for maybe that emergence once he gets out of the yeah. Los Angeles ecosystem. Right, we see his value increase once he leaves. That's right. Happens so, a lot. Addy, you put out a great series of tweets as well. Not only are you a big pole lover, you're a big peak lover. You are a tremendous presence in this space, as everyone, including Buda Baker, knows. Uh, but you put out... 2021 points per game leaders. Is this including week 13, the week that just happened? Yes, for the most part. Now, it didn't include anyone from the Buffalo or New England game, but I don't think, I don't think there was a lot of points scored. I don't in that believe one. there's anyone on that list. Maybe Stefan Diggs. He's probably gone down a little bit. Yeah, so I think the reason you put this out was to illustrate that the highest scoring player in fantasy football this year is TJ Watt. Exactly right. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, we, we've heard all about 
uh, Cooper Cup's historic season and and how you know much of a trump card he's been. Well, T.J. Watt has been definitely that for IDP. Twenty seven point eight points per game, which is number one. Number two is Cooper Cup at twenty five point seven points per game. So two whole points per game. That's wild. Better than Cooper Cup. That is wild. And again, this is victory scoring. Um, but yeah, I mean, just it's insane. You know, T.J. Watt is is coming off. Um, did have like a 49 and a half point game this past week. Crazy. So that helped. But again, he's done that I think three times this year where he's gone he's gone in the 40 digits or 40 points. 40 digits. He 40. has scored <laughs> 4 trillion points. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if there was anyone that can do it. I've talked a lot tonight. You've talked probably too much. I'm running out of things to see. We need to get you home. Ways to see. I think everyone's pretty scared at this sure. point. Sure. So the other guy inside the top 10 from the IDP perspective, Micah Parsons, sitting That's, at number seven. How insane is that? A rookie. Sitting at I, I, I number need to, seven. I need to do some some digging, but this is that's got to be the most we've ever seen a rookie average, points per game-wise. I think, look at Leonard. That's what I would say. Leonard look at Leonard's close, rookie year. But I feel like he was like I, in the 18 I, Yeah, I was going to say, range. I don't think he cracked 20. Like 21.2 for Micah Parsons. That's wild. Absurd. The, the next closest is uh, Miles Garrett at 13. He has 19.6 points per game. So yep. Micah Parsons is outscoring Miles Garrett. Yeah, and so Tyreek Hill is right above Miles Garrett. He's at 19.9, just to give people some perspective. And then right under Garrett is number 14, Nick Bosa, at 19.3 points per game. As we mentioned, Nick Bosa, absolutely balling. Um, and then Antonio Brown. <laughs> Yeah, Antonio. I was like, "What is Antonio Brown doing up here?" Isn't that crazy? How good he was this year, though. Is is this just counting the games that they've played? Correct. So okay, I made sure it was a minimum of five games. Okay, he's played five games. So but you're not penalizing zeros put up for guys that miss games, right? Exactly. Okay, gotcha. Just the ones they're playing in. What did they average? when they played? Yes. How good were they? Yes. Yeah. So um, the next one on the list here was Eric Kendricks at 24. Averaging 17.3 points per game. Same as Roquan Smith mm-hmm. sitting there at 25. Uh, that's Mark, a little interesting though, right? You're, yes. The, so that's your your first traditional. I mean, you can call Micah Parsons. A, a, he's I not. I mean, not really. He's yeah. playing a lot of edge, you know. But, you know, linebacker-wise, Eric Kendricks is the number one LB this year as far as points per game. That is. makes me so happy. Yeah, I now, love Eric Kendricks. He did miss last week, so he's definitely not, like, finish-wise. But, again... You always need to normalize points per game stats. Yes, it, especially it tells more. Yeah, especially after this week. I think this is the last week of bye weeks. Once every team has played the same number of games, the season finish has a little more bearing. But yeah, points per game I think truly are the better indicator of yep. like who's played well this season. Here's the most interesting name on the list. I was gonna say number twenty six, old carb face himself, Marcus Davenport. In six games, scored 17.3 points per game. Wow. Yeah. He's been crushing it, man. Uh, of course, the only rub with Davenport is uh, his availability, which this year we've already seen him miss, I think, six games. Yep. He's missed six games, and, and that brings his total for his career up to 17. So he's this is his fourth year. He's already missed 17 games. Yeah, that's not ideal. Not good. Um but, you know, at least we were finally seeing him um, flash and show, you know, show kind of what New Orleans saw on him. Um, because, yeah, this guy, this guy looks like one of the premier pass rushers in the league. It's just he's he's having a hard time staying healthy. We need to get this guy some child care so he can take better care of his body. Yep. He's not having to pick his kid up off the floor and throw his back out. Yep. 
So Chandler Jones at 28, a little surprising. Is He's that, still skating off his week I was one 60-point performance. 60-point performance sure. has padded this resume a little bit. Because he missed some time, right? So, I mean, he, you know, he hasn't played a full you know full season, and, yeah, he's definitely being propped up by that. And the other two guys worth mentioning here, Harold Landry of the Tennessee Titans at 35, averaging 16.7 points per game, and Shaq Thompson, 16.6. Great year for Shaq Thompson. He's also, you know, missed some time, so – Points per game-wise, that's an odd collection of probably like 10 guys that we just named there. Yeah. Not the guys I thought would be your points per game leader. Yeah. Weird year. Very Again, weird year. Uh, but isn't is every no year a weird every year? Every year's weird, man. I mean, this is just this, that's the norm. It's, it's expected to get weird. It's We know that's how it is. NFL is a weird effing league. and uh, This year, I think, is probably particularly weird because of that fact. Yeah, this is one of the weirdest NFL years I can remember in a long time. And we got the extra game making it a you know also strange. Yeah, let's have an extra week of strangeness. Boy, this was a year where I really didn't need an extra week. Yeah, we were, I'm worried about John. We were talking <laughs> with the DFF trip on Twitter about this. Like John was like in a in a you know in a grind of a season where every week is just like survive in advance. Yeah. Let's tack on another one. I was like, John, are, are you gonna make it? Yeah. Through 18 weeks and 17 games for every team. Really? Plus the playoffs, plus the Pro Bowl, plus the Super Bowl. He's like, I'm going to make it. I was like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm a little worried. I'm trying not to think about it, Josh. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me. But yeah, that's, you know, people don't talk about that. Uh, That, you know, the people producing content, they got another week to do it. So yeah, I'm like, we're uh, the real, we're the real heroes. That's true. We we are. We deserve a medal. We uh, do. We do. I'd I'd settle for a burrito though. Hey, if you guys could get something together for us, you know, maybe yeah, some type of GoFundMe, just something just to say thanks. Just you know, so we'll drop our Venmos in the in the uh, description and uh, just see what you can maybe send us. Because we're all, you know, we're all in need. And we're all in this together, folks. Yeah. And we're we, all in the togetherness of feeding us. And we've done so much for you. Let's We be have done so much. Hey, I thought about you coming back from the airport. So I, I had a late flight in. I think I landed at like around 11 in Nashville. So I haven't eaten dinner because I had that weird thing where I got picked up at the, uh, where I was in Austin at six o'clock mm. in the evening. It's a weird time. We didn't we didn't have any dinner options at the place where we were having the meeting. You don't want to load up and then go get on a plane. Exactly. And the Austin airport, every place that I would have gotten dinner for the most part was either closed or like mad crowded, like mm. people 15, 20 deep in line. Yeah. Plus the game was on. It was a Thursday night, so I wanted uh-huh. to watch Cowboys Saints. So I'm just sitting there. I'm like, ah, I'll get something to eat. Got a smoothie before I got on the plane. Um, cause that was quick and easy, but got home and I was like, I am starving. I've got to get something to eat. So I was like, Oh, white castles on the way home. It's right off the interstate. I'm pulling off the ramp at like 1230. I'm like, all right, I know there'll probably be some people in line, but I should be able to snag a quick meal. When I say there were 15 people wrapped around the building at 1230, that's probably selling it short. It was probably closer to 20. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense to me. I was like, are you serious right now folks 12 30 at night yeah that's, i get it's a thursday hey baby that's their that's their peak i i do you think the shifts are like that's when they stack that's when they the, load the up schedule like all right we need yeah we need a full staff tonight. we need like 12 people in here yeah at midnight yeah yeah the, uh yeah 420 that's like they 
Yeah. Midnight on 420. They're loaded. The staff is. It's like, guys, you can't take any breaks. None of you can get high that day. You all have to be here and on your A game. This is our Christmas. This is our Black Friday. Pretty much. That is their Black Friday. That truly is. Yeah. But yeah, shout out White Castle. Uh, We thank you. For for being open late. I mean, truly, that's, you know. There was nothing else. Yeah, Taco the, Bell sometimes is open till the one. The McDonald's there on Scottsville Road. They close. Closes. Now, yeah. the other ones are open. I'm like, but that doesn't help me. I don't live close to those. Yeah, Chick-fil-A closes early. Yeah, there's not a there lot of. There was nothing. Steak and Shake is another one that's nice. It's open. Yeah, right, but it's that's like way down. R- yeah, right off the ramp here. We got yeah. Chick-fil-A, we have White Castle, and we have McDonald's. Yeah. And none of those were. So you, what'd you eat? I came home and I ate sandwich meat. Out of the fridge. Like I had no, nothing. No sand, like no uh, bread? No. Because I'm a Weight Watcher, so I was like, I don't necessarily God. want the bread if I'm just eating a damn sandwich out of the, you know, out of my own house. Yeah. Like I said, guys, we will be dropping our Venmos please. in the description. Just please. Josh is eating handfuls of sandwich meat. Sandwich meat. <laughs> like, a, like, a, like a wild animal digging through the trash. This is life. This is dad life, everybody. <laughs> hope you guys have enjoyed this episode this is a lot of fun we'll have Bobo back in the Soj Shack next week to talk about some IDP MVPs good luck to everyone in week 14 hopefully if you're on the bubble getting into the playoffs best of luck we'll actually be dropping a little bit of uh, love for our listener leagues the Hunger Games are winding down We're uh, they're on the same schedule as us so this is the last week of the regular season And uh, I'll be posting a little update on some battles, some playoff battles to see who's going to make it in. You're going to do a little vidya? Might do a vidya. Yes, sir. Get that accent. Get that presidential accent going. Yes, sir. No, probably just tweet it. Uh, Probably just tweet it. But we we do want to show some love because there are some, like Bobby, I think, is kind of uh, his division still up for grabs there in the Hunger Games. So I've got... think I have mine. Me, me and my dad are battling out, but I should be in the playoffs. In the you end. and your dad should actually fight for who gets that we will. spot. We will. Christmas is going to be mighty awkward sure. if he knocks you out. Sure. I think you might just have to knock him out if that's the case. I think you're right. Sorry, Let's, Dad. Yeah, sorry, Dad. Let's get you home. You've said a lot of words tonight, <laughs> and I'm beginning to worry about your uh, motor functions. Sure. But we appreciate y'all for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Shout out to our patrons and those beloved Listener League participants. We love and appreciate y'all. And we'll be back next week with some MVPs and some Sugar Daisy Addy. We got a preview show this week too, Josh. That's right. We should mention preview show. You and Johnny going to be doing the Lord's work. Y'all dropping that Thursday, Friday. What do you think? We'll see. We'll see. That's pod number three and then number four immediately after. (laughs) So, Addy, just be, I come out here and your deceased body is just laying on the table. Yeah, Josh is really riding me hard. That's right. Cracking that whip, baby. Get I that content it. get that content out, Addy. Sure. All I right. am a content boy now. So look forward to Addy's last appearance on Earth here later this week with the preview pod. I just love building the brand, Josh. Just building the brand. <laughs> Brand's the only thing that matters to me, Josh. That's true. You are a brand builder at heart, if That's nothing true. else. But we will see you all on Thursday or Friday and then next week for the MVP show. So stay tuned. You all right, Addy? We're going to get out of here before he uh, keels over. We'll see y'all here soon. Howdy, peace, show. Howdy, peace, show. Howdy, peace, show.